0: Should Joe Biden pardon Donald Trump? I read a very compelling case for it. Now, I don't know whether Trump would accept it. I don't even know. Like, can you reject a pardon? Like, here's a pardon. I pardon you. No, I'm not taking your pardon. I don't know how that would work. But nine reasons Biden should pardon Trump. What do you think? Should Biden pardon Trump and if you were Trump's advisor would you tell him or if you were Donald Trump would you take the pardon would you say yes I will take this pardon and continue to run my campaign what do you think 704 570 1110 wbt 1110 do you pardon Donald Trump if you are President Biden do you do it now during the election Chip Muir Thehill.com. he is an opinion contributor and he says it would be smart politics for Biden to do this and he gives nine reasons first historical precedence right after Watergate suggests that a pardon would be the best outcome for the nation and I thought about that and I I think that might be for the country but I'm not sure because when leftists don't get what they want they They get kind of insurrection-y. I mean, not like J6 insurrection. I'm talking like, you know, burn down police stations insurrection. And, you know, loot, Walgreens and stuff. August 9th, 1974, President Nixon resigned the presidency in the wake of Watergate. On September 8th, President Ford pardoned him. The gesture curtailed the acrimony over continued Watergate fallout and started the process of moving on. Of course, People moved on from Gerald Ford, right? (laughs) So uh, I don't know, right? Like I could see this being a political loser for uh, for Biden because if he pardons Trump, do you not anger your base? Yeah, I mean, I think he addresses some of this in a bit, but do you suppress enthusiasm for Biden? So now people that would have come out to vote for you. Now they're like, I'm I'm not going to bother supporting you because you you saved Donald Trump from dying in prison and that's what I really want to see. Right? Second, it is historically unprecedented for an American president to prosecute his likely opponent. Republicans are sure to and should use the indictment against Biden to show a weak and continuously weakening president Trying to use his power to slant an election. A pardon takes away that talking point. I, th- I think that's a fair I think that's a fair analysis. Third, Biden would appear magnanimous as a candidate. The Biden campaign tried to paint him as, you know, looking presidential and uh, restoring all the norms, right? Heard that all the time. Oh, my, my norms are all being dismantled because of Trump. Here's Joe Biden. He's going to restore the norms. Like, you know, saying God save the queen, man, at the end of speeches. Reality has painted a different picture, right? From his underwater approval ratings, he's down 14%. His weakness among independent voters and video clips that routinely show confusion, and, and falling down, right? Biden has failed to live up to the image his campaign wanted to project. Remember the... I, got, I mean, think about how long it's been since we saw the Joe Biden in the bomber jacket with the sunglasses uh, in the convertible with the uh, classified documents in the back seat. Remember that? Like, like projecting this image of, you know, Top Gun, I'm Joe Biden. By the way, did he ever cure cancer? Anyway, um, Biden has failed to live up to that image. A pardon would be a magnanimous gesture and it could help to shore up that image. Like, here's a guy that's been getting criticized, on a lot of fire from the right because he is perceived to be, right, doing the bidding of the, the most far-left elements of his party. Now, I will just throw this out there as well. I don't think a lot of people that... Like Donald Trump, I don't think that they're going to see this as magnanimous. (laughs) I think they will see it as proof that it was all a uh, contrivance in the first place. In other words, they will say that they indicted Trump so they could pardon him. This was all part of the plan to make Joe look good. Now, if Joe doesn't do that, then it is all part of the plan to hurt Donald Trump, right? Everything, this is part of the problem with you know uh with politics and conspiracy theories just in general is that all evidence becomes sort of you, you just like you backfill right you're just backfilling so the, all pieces of evidence you know coincidentally support your prior uh opinion like oh i have a theory and then someone says okay well here's a piece of evidence and it seems to contradict your theory no 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 that's proof that the theory is correct for this reason and in this case it would be aha they indicted him so they could pardon him. I mean, if they don't, then they indicted him to harm him. So I'm not so sure about that point. Uh, number four, Biden has his own classified document problem, which by the way, I read a piece over the weekend. I don't have it in front of me, but they said that uh, he, that uh, Biden has not actually been as cooperative as was initially understood. They've been kind of dragging their feet and having some, Communications issues with the archivist as well. Uh, But he has his own problem with the classified documents. If you offer a pardon, it minimizes the accusations of a double standard at play. I think that's fair. Um, Americans, number five, Americans are rightfully concerned about the overreach of federal agencies in political matters. uh, Trump um, can be expected to vigorously defend himself. Right? With accusations at trial about these agencies acting in a politicized manner. Whether it helps him at trial, don't know, but it's a political tactic with the electorate, right? Then there was this. In his book, The Art of the Deal, Donald Trump discussed the antitrust lawsuit that the USFL brought against the NFL. Remember Donald Trump, that was his, the USFL... And he sued the NFL and specifically mentioned how important it was that the NFL, on a daily basis, gave interviews to win in the court of public opinion. This is, by the way, a philosophy shared by the Obama team. They, they, all they sought to do was win the 24-hour news cycle. That was their strategy. On a day-to-day basis, did we win today? Tomorrow's another day? We'll put out whatever fires and address whatever we have to. But it's this it's this like if if you are wondering why it feels like you're just constantly being agitated is because that's why it's it's a constant pursuit of winning the 24 hour news cycle each and every day. So Trump will use every day in the run up to the trial and during the trial to rail against the corruption of Biden and his DOJ and the FBI. You give the guy a pardon and don't give him the spotlight of a trial. You take away his ability to demonstrate how unfairly without precedent he has been treated. You offer him a pardon. President Biden would take away Trump's most significant campaign opportunity, his trial. I think that might be the most persuasive argument for it. Right? Because everything, I mean think about it like what else is he like what does he say you give him the pardon you pardon him and now he's not on trial for it it undermines all of his attacks i would i would suspect on you know the corrupt politicized doj and all but more importantly he doesn't have the platform he's he's not hitting you every single day at trial number 7 the converse of president biden looking magnanimous and offering the pardon is that it makes Trump look weak. Innocent men do not need pardons. The pardon is a lifeline. Now, um, Democrats can spin it to say that Trump needed Biden's generous pardon to avoid a certain conviction and imprisonment. And that might be why Trump refuses to take it. I don't know how that would work, though. <laughs> like Again, like I'm not sure you could even, can you refuse a pardon? Maybe you can. Twitter is at Pete Callender, where I have a message from Timoteo, who says any candidate who seeks true unity should promise blanket pardons to Trump, Biden, and both men's family members. Let me go over here to Billy. Hello, Billy. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. So what do you think?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I was a fan of Trump based on his uh, views, not his attitude. If he just would have stayed offline and shut his mouth and still be there, this country would be better off. However, he's his worst enemy. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he wants to roll the dice and go to trial, it may not end up well. And what is really sad, when he was on The Accomplice or whatever show up, his whole thing was his brand. His brand, the Trump brand. The Trump brand is worthless. And I feel sad for his kids. They're just sitting back going, Holy crap. I mean, I think Biden should pardon him, but have his contacts contact him. Hey, you'll get a pardon, but you're going to stay out of politics. And Trump just ought to go away, live his last few years, because, you know, it's a, it's, I feel sorry for the guy to a degree, but, you know, he's his own worst enemy. He's just like, you've known people who've worked for a company, did things other people did, but just had a mouth and they just, Treated him differently. That's the same thing with Trump. Whether you like it or not, that's
0: reality. So I don't think, even if he gets the pardon, I don't think he walks away. And so, but in your view, yeah, you're, yeah, it, it, you're saying, oh, I guess we lost him. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know if you make a, and it sounded like this is what Billy was asking or was suggesting, and I was going to ask him to confirm it, that a requirement of the pardon would be you're done with politics. And I think that makes it untenable. I think Trump needs to win. He, he has to win again. He has to win the primary, and then he's going to go in, and he's going to win the general. I think there's too much at stake for him not to. Um, and I think that that is, that is separate from the indictments. So, yes, Biden gives him the pardon, even if he takes it, he still has to run and win, in my view. Because everything about his brand, as Billy mentioned, everything about his campaign, everything about uh, the last, was it been eight years, seven years, whatever, it's about what? Winning. It's about winning. He's the winner. He wins all the time. He doesn't lose. He doesn't like losers. Right, so what happened in 2020? That wasn't a loss. That wasn't a loss, like in a fish called Wanda. That was a tie, right? That was a tie. No, that's so he. So this is part of why the election was rigged narrative has calcified is because it allows Trump and a lot of his supporters. It allows them this comfort of of rejecting the notion that he lost because he didn't he totally won and now he's got to have his vindication he's got to come back his you know his phoenix-like rise from the ashes so he has to have that um so i don't think you make it a, i don't think you make it contingent on uh him dropping out first off he won't do it but also um like the play here is that you are uh, you are empowered by doing this if you're biden You've now shown yourself to be above the uh, above the fray, you know, like you're magnanimous. Um, Here's a tweet from Icky Foo. It's a Pete tweet. Yes, Biden should have pardoned Donald Trump. Take his main issue away from him. Also put to rest the issue that we live in a banana republic. Um, (laughs) Holly says, hubs and I working from home, listening insurrectiony. Just about made me ruin my keyboard. <laughs> uh, might also take the wind out of DeSantis's sails regarding restructuring the DOJ and rampant corruption, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I think there are some some pretty good reasons to do it. There is a pretty good reason not to, though. I'll get to it. Radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners, all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinarediness.com. That's carolinarediness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? This piece at the Hill by Chip Muir, 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 M-U-I-R, 9 reasons Biden should pardon Trump. And I think I've gotten through uh 7. So there are two other yeah, two other reasons why he says Biden should pardon Donald Trump. Number 8, Trump might moot the issue by declining the pardon. Trump is a fighter. So offering a pardon would be a no-risk proposition for Biden, right? Because if Trump turns it down, then look, you tried to be magnanimous. I tried to let you off the hook, tried to keep you out of prison from dying in prison. But no. And finally, Biden's polling with independents is deeply underwater. And these swing voters are also polling at a net minus 55 points on the question of whether the nation is on the right track or wrong track, offering a pardon knowing how deeply unpopular the move would be with progressives would demonstrate that Biden is not beholden to that wing of his party. Right. You, he can go out there and say, well, I, I, I went up against the, you know, the extreme elements of my own party to do this because it was right for the country. And, uh, yeah. God save the queen, man. So offering Trump a pardon, could be seen as counterintuitive but it might change some voters opinions about him and in a close election with Donald Trump that might that might be enough right okay so those are the reasons for pardoning trump for biden pardoning trump i would throw in another one which is that if you lose if you pardon trump and then you lose the election trump might very well pardon you and your son right He might pardon you and your son. So there's a potential upside here for you. All right. What's the good reason to not do it? All right. Two-tier justice. This two-tier justice argument. Right? Hillary Clinton didn't get charged. Right? She was given a pass, clearly, because of her status as the Democrat nominee. But as AG Hamilton writes at his uh, Substack called The AG Report, he says letting one Republican billionaire politician get away with criminal behavior because one millionaire Democrat politician was given a pass is not how you prevent a two tier justice system. It's actually how you perpetuate it. Yeah. Yeah, I could kind of see that too, <laughs> right? A Navy officer who mishandles secret documents or some regular Joe Schmoe who tries to obstruct an FBI investigation by destroying evidence. They never get to avoid prosecution just because Hillary Clinton once did. Right. That's the two tier system. Right. The the, giving uh, giving Trump a pardon would, would show that if you are powerful enough, if you are running for office, if you are of that elite status, then you get the pardons. And if you are just an enlisted guy, sorry, to the brig you go. That's a two-tier justice system, no? And remember also, it was Donald Trump who decided not to pursue a special prosecutor to look into Hillary's actions after he got elected. Do you remember why? Why? He said he didn't want to hurt the Clintons. Almost as soon as Trump won, he openly said he was no longer interested in holding Hillary Clinton accountable for her actions. Now, A.G. Hamilton says that's because Trump actually admires elite corrupt politicians and wants them held to a different standard. It's why he even pardoned corrupt Democrats like Rod Blagojevich, Kawami Kilpatrick and Charles Kushner. I'd forgotten about all of those. Um, So what of that argument? That if you want actual justice, you need to reform the legal bureaucracy to ensure that it goes after and prosecutes everybody who's guilty of serious criminal activity, not insist that it gives a pass to rich politicians on either side of the aisle, right? I mean, it's just a different two-tier system so one example of a two-tier system is democrats are in that top tier and then everybody else is in the separate one or it's democrats and republicans of elite status are in the top tier and everybody else is in the other one but it's still a two-tier system i think that's a fair argument the selective prosecution argument is meant to influence public opinion it does not change whether trump's behavior constituted an actual criminal act. After reading the indictment and the mountain of evidence against him in the documents case, A.G. Hamilton says it's very hard to conclude that Trump is going to avoid conviction. The details are damning, storing uh, these documents in random places, showing them to various people as you acknowledge that they're not authorized to see them, and then actively obstructing the efforts to recover the documents. He talks about the Trump legal defense appears to be focused on the Presidential Records Act, Um, but he doesn't find those arguments to be convincing. There's also extensive evidence that Trump enlisted help from others to enact several schemes to lie about the documents and hinder efforts to recover them. He ignored good legal advice from his attorneys who were trying to keep him out of jail, right? Trying to keep him on this side of the courthouse, Um, but then he turned around and made them unwitting co-conspirators in the obstruction effort. And again, he was not charged with withholding the documents that he gave back. And so what Hamilton says is for a normal defendant, this would be the time to seek a deal. He goes on to say that uh, that if he makes it through the primary... While a majority of the country does not like the job Joe Biden is doing as president, any election where Trump is the Republican nominee will not be about that. It's not going to be about Joe Biden. It's going to be about Donald Trump. It'll be a referendum on Trump. And Hamilton says the predictable outcome will not only be that Republicans lose the presidency, but also the Senate and the House as races focus on Trump's legal issues and Republican candidates are cornered. Into defending their nominee, right? What do I always say? Defender disavow. Defender disavow. Everybody has to keep playing this game all the time. When they're I mean, you you see it all the time right now. People cannot get oxygen in the news cycle because everything is consumed by Trump. Now, I understand like Trump supporters will disagree, right? They believe that he will win again because they believe he won the last time. And so, this argument that, okay, get him through the primary and then he'll lose the general, they do not believe this, right? Trump supporters believe that he'll get through the primary and then he will beat Joe Biden. And somehow or another, that all of the fraud and and rigging that occurred four years ago will not be evident in 2024. Somehow or another, all of those things will be curtailed. I'm not sure how that happens, I'm not sure what got corrected. I'm not sure why the fraud would not occur this time around when Democrats control the apparatus. So. But it's again, that's one of the questions that I have that nobody can answer because it's all predictive. Trump points out that Hillary Clinton's pending scandals would make it virtually impossible for her to govern and would create a potential constitutional crisis. That's what Trump said in 2016. Wouldn't the same hold true if it was him now? consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor there really is something for everyone at old grouch's military surplus in beautiful downtown clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. the questions that we ask are speculative in nature should joe biden pardon pros and cons of doing that try to strategize out what is the juice worth the squeeze on that does biden give trump a pardon does does Trump accept the pardon. But then there's also the question of whether or not the case is strong because if the case is not strong then don't take the pardon. Beat him in court, beat him in the election. But here's another thing and I got to tell you like I threw this out initially as you know wild conspiracy theory but I'm I'm starting I'm starting to wonder. I'm starting to wonder Is the media trying to get Trump to win? Do media and Democrats, but I repeat myself, want Trump to win? At least the primary. And then maybe there's some erosion in the general. But they want Trump through the primary, so this way they can beat him in the general. And again, speculative, right? Predictive in nature. I don't know who's going to win. Neither do they. They've got all their polling, I'm sure, that they're looking at all the time, and so they're trying to, trying to induce outcomes. But there are a lot of people, I read to you the quote from Morgan Jackson in North Carolina Politics, who said, every day Democrats pray for a Trump-Robinson ticket. Mark Robinson for governor, Donald Trump for president. That's what they would love to see in November 2024. They believe they have the best chance of winning with, that, uh, with, with those two candidates on the Republican side. And then you've got the media. And there was a piece from Beckett Adams, not a Trump supporter. He says the obvious effort by the press to secure Donald Trump is a classic case of be careful what you wish for. So he's making the argument that the media is trying to get him nominated. Major newsrooms may once again see the ratings and subscription boosts that they enjoyed between 2015 and 2020. And sure, For an industry that donates overwhelmingly to Democratic candidates, it probably doesn't hurt to have somebody as troubled, toxic, and legally tied up as Trump to run against the Democratic incumbent. But trust me, members of the press, when I say this, you don't want another four years of President Donald Trump. Your heart may tell you it'll be great for promoting your personal brand or securing another book deal, but your brain knows you don't want to do this again. And then he goes in. And he launches a lot of attacks against Trump, but he's he's trying to convince fellow members of the press that your that this would be a short term victory for you. They did get good ratings. They did get book deals. Everything was about Donald Trump, and he then goes through a very comical uh, uh, collection of of articles and and opinion pieces that were published at the New York times, where they, like they're starting to struggle for anti-Trump content, which really makes sense. Right. I mean, think about how long it's been since 2015. We have been, you know, bombarded with every kind of negative news article or a column about Donald Trump. And they're out of ideas. You've already done, you've already done that column, David French. You've done it like 70 times. Come on, Jennifer Rubin. We know you hate Trump. Like, there's only so many words in the English language that you can formulate and mix up in order to convey that you really, really don't like Donald Trump. We get it. You don't like him. <laughs> it's the same story over and over and over again. He also thinks that Trump has become tedious, it's no longer a circus act performing. Unthinkable acts of political insanity for a captivated, shocked audience. Now he's just a one trick pony. The public doesn't want another four years of what the media dished out during Trump's term either. The public doesn't want to spend another four years watching every single person in the news industry focus obsessively on Donald Trump, his every utterance and every action. But they can't help themselves. This is when I talk about Trump derangement syndrome. That's what that's what I mean. But I also mean people who are pro-Trump. Everything is viewed through the prism of pro or anti, but it's all still the same prism of that one guy. This is the trap that Republicans face. A.G. Hamilton and his Substack, the A.G. Report, he says he rallied around Trump for what they view as a politicized legal attack in the primary. They give Democrats a major advantage in November 2024. And so what does that mean? It's prioritizing what Trump wants over what's best for his voters. Again, all of this is based on the presumption that Trump is not going to beat Biden in the general election. And there are a lot of people that seem really, really confident in that based on polling. I'm old enough to remember when a lot of people were really, really confident in polling that showed Hillary Clinton was going to win. I was one of them. I believed the polls. Trump will likely be saddled with a Democrat-controlled Congress that's going to try to impeach him on day one. In that environment, how would he pass any significant legislation? His entire governance, when not focused on fighting scandals probably be issuing executive orders and you could just unwind those with the next democrat president and he's a lame duck as as soon as he walks into office these are all things that i urge you to just keep in mind think through i don't i'm not going to make predictions on who wins but these are the questions that people need to answer for themselves i think